1: Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It is Monday, May 22nd. I'm Sarah Walsh alongside Jason McCordy, Peter Schrager. We got in here, six time Pro Bowl defensive tackle, Gerald McCoy. And for our final two hours, let the party begin because here we go. got Steve Smith Sr. <laughs> joining us. She
2: almost said Junior. I right almost there.
1: did. And like, no, I fixed it. I fixed it. It's, it's all right. On the fly. Um, yeah, you walk in the studio and like, it's just like,
2: High you energy. just went from here since to like five. here.
1: You got things to say. Uh,
2: I mean, that's what they pay me to do. Yeah. You know? So talk about it. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited. I got my, I got my uh, pre-core in. Got my little workout in. What you oh, get? Good. What's your
3: workout these days?
2: What do you got? You look great. What I thank, thank you. I was, I was about to jump over the table when I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, so I had that, I had that COVID body a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> about six months ago, I looked at myself and I don't know what happened. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I'm it happens sure. to the best of us, man. Uh,
4: sh- not for me. Shared enough.
1: not for me. Well, Steve's apparently uh, getting back into the workout routine. Yeah. OTAs kicking off for almost oh, every oh, team this oh, week. Oh, yeah, go we ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go
5: ahead. Gerald, get ready.
2: I, oh yeah, I, feel, it I'm I'm I feel it coming. I'm excited. What do we have <laughs> going on over there?
5: <laughs> hey, it's a lot of confidence floating
2: on this, it here, is, on this uh, side uh, of That is a cap. Is hey,
5: listen. No, listen. It takes a lot of confidence to come out here on national TV dress. Like this, or, or, or lack of resources, mm. or no, 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 not lack of resources because you can explain, of... explain to them. Explain, explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, you know tell what me what happened. How to happen to me? happened was Do you know what happened <laughs> to me? I have no idea. My suitcase was here at the airport, somebody well, picked it up, was. and took it. Somebody picked it up <laughs> yes. and took it and didn't bring it back.
2: So, there's two people that took it mm. one, someone walking around with a whole bunch of pajama clothes. <laughs> <laughs> And two, they have been gallivanting through that airport so many times looking for a brother your size. And when they saw it, <laughs> they, they beat you to it. They beat you to it. They said, the combine, <laughs> don't need it. Pro day, <laughs> don't need it. OTAs, I got that big boy clothes.
1: <laughs> you, you was
2: probably wearing your chain too, huh? Yeah, I was. Letting them know you got money, huh? <laughs> you the one. Yup. You know what I say about defensive players? What's, gonna see, What's they got to take it to defensive What's players this? off. Not all of them are smart. Oh, now, now he's nah. this it. This. He won all that jury. He said, oh, yeah, I got him. <laughs> they came up. I, I'm sorry, Gerald. But...
5: I only respond to intelligent comments. <laughs> <laughs> i thought it had to be you. <laughs>
2: nah, I'm just joking. I'm teasing. That's so a, we've
5: been doing this for a long time. We have. Uh, we were division rivals. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have the upper hand a lot. <laughs> Hey, listen, this is why I had to like learn <laughs> to, to fight. I had to learn to fight. Because we were losing the a lot. After
3: the game. You can't yeah,
5: give you know. this guy no ammo and we yeah, lost a lot to them. So Is this just, what it was know. on the
3: field though? He would just be constantly just yeah. Oh, I got oh, Come on. You
5: know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? It's really he didn't have to do a lot. We was getting beat so bad. Mm. He was just like <laughs> He was just look at us like he, was, he, he We was getting beat so bad. He calmed down. <laughs> 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 he had to do all that. Like, Y'all weak. <laughs> I ain't got to do all that. I didn't say
2: all that. Yeah, so, you know. I, I was around Tampa in the peak of yeah. excellent Super Bowl run. Mm. You know, uh, Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, all those guys. Uh, Brian Kelly, um, man, ton of guys uh, going across the middle. I had to say my prayers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then. Um, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me and then uh, they hit a skid somewhere and went back obviously with Tom but you know they're figuring it out yeah. got a lot of passion at the quarterback right now so hopefully that'll yeah. work out for them
3: say. got a lot of passion she said a at the lot quarterback, <laughs> quarterback. Right. a lot yeah. of passion
5: that's
1: right, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> too much on my god!
1: I like that
2: I, I, you know I can really he's yeah, an yeah, Oklahoma so you, guy dude I know I just found good. that out mm-hmm. now that explains because he was a hugger I mean you get molly whopped and he trying to hug you I'm like this must be a trick yeah, but now it connects the dots uh-uh. Yeah. Knocking
3: Baker Mayfield out here like that—a lot of Ooh. passion. You—you got a lot of passion at the quarterback spot. That's what I oh, said. Oh, I was just reading what
2: uh, BA was. Was, was saying. it got a lot of passion. That's what the man said. The man I saw, said. What's you? I'm trying to ignite me on television.
1: We're about five minutes in the show. We have gotten nowhere it's near anywhere. We've actually gotten far
3: further than we there. did the first uh, 105 minutes. I <laughs> feel oh, good. This yeah. is all right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, there's some other stuff we're supposed to Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I'm I'm apologize. Ahead. Okay. Yeah, get, all right. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's um, attempt to get back on track for like a half second here. Uh, OTA is kicking off for almost every team this week. More than half of the league is starting today. Uh, so You can stick with the NFL Network all week long for the latest. It is time now, 20 minutes into the show, for the lead block Lead block. block, uh, Last Thursday, Fanatics CEO Michael Rubin hosted a lunch with Tom Brady and Travis Scott, along with rookie quarterbacks Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. They talked about building their careers on and off the field. And Tom Brady, he's got a bit of advice.
0: Going in the second round, in the end, that's not real that big of a deal going first overall in the end it's not a big deal right it's great you got opportunity you're probably going to be paid more than anyone for a time period but i was i was drafted you know 199 i just outlasted everybody there's another me back there right so how do i keep my edge on everybody nice. i had to, i had to keep working i didn't go hey i'm good right i won 3 super bowls Whoa. i'm good
1: That seems to be some solid advice there from Tom Brady. He's got plenty of that to the first four quarterbacks selected in this year's draft. We are lucky to have three former NFL players at the breakfast table. Peter, we're outnumbered here, apparently. Uh, We love it, though. What advice do you guys have for the incoming class of NFL rookies? Gerald, we'll start with you.
5: Do more. Hmm. More. 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 See, when you come in as a rookie, you're so used to this college schedule. The season is a lot shorter. Um, they kind of babying these kids now. And when you come in, the NFL game is a lot. The meetings are longer. Mm-hmm. The training camp is a lot harder. The days are a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So when you're a young guy, you come in, you're like, man, we had this entire process from – Getting ready for the combine, getting ready for the draft. Now we had rookie mini camp, OTAs, mini camp training camp, and now the season's going, the season's a lot longer. So as a rookie, you all you thinking is when this day is over, I'm getting out this building. Mm. I I always tell rookies, do more. You know why? Because everybody else is thinking like that. So what are you gonna do to separate yourself? Do more. Are you going out there early before practice, getting extra reps? Are you staying late? Are you taking care of your body? Are you actually going home and watching film, or are you just telling your coach you are? What rookie is not going to be afraid to actually go up to the coach's office and take that criticism? A lot of guys are just, I got drafted here. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do more, because a lot of rookies are not going to do more. They're going to do what everybody else is doing. Good stuff.
2: That's really good stuff, man. By the I wouldn't say training camp is harder right now. It's a little bit lighter on the workload. But I don't believe it's um, harder. It's it's not. We you they have a time. NFL
3: to college, you don't think?
2: Uh-uh. No, I mean, not
5: not not not,
3: not, not. I'm talking terrorists.
2: about the competition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay.
5: competition oh, wise. Right. Like, I should have correct. I'm talking about competition yeah. wise. Because
2: I've been on yes. few training camps now. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> thing pretty good. Right, right, right. You're right. Um. I would say more than anything, I have an opportunity to, to go to enough training camps, go to OTAs uh, as an analyst, and now going a little bit more uh, there in Charlotte. Uh, each team is different. And one of the things I believe that uh, a lot of these young guys need to do is accept the role that you have. Understand this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the opportunity to enhance it. Uh, you your ability to take take away from your reps, but also understand this, part of this process right now, your rookie year, uh, teams are trying to look out for you because they also need to inundate you with information overload to understand exactly where and how you process. What's your FBI? FBI is football intelligence. <laughs> What's the level uh, that you retain information? What's the best way you you find out how to learn and apply? So just accept your role um, because at some point it's going to change. And and if you get too much on your plate all at once, you're not going to survive. You're not going to be able to stay afloat and you're going to you're going to drown yourself a little bit desiring too much too fast
4: football intelligence. I love that, FBI. Uh, One thing I remember going to the symposium and Mike Tomlin talked to us and the one thing he said to all the rookies, shut up and listen. You get there, there's no need for you as a rookie to be the loudest person in the room. Find a veteran that you can learn from as soon as you step foot in the building. And that vet may not always be your favorite player that you grew up watching, who you may think is the best player on the team. You may have to Google a guy and learn a little bit more about him because you step in the building and you see the way a guy works and the way he commands the respect. Of those around them, And the other thing is run your own race. I think you come in as a rookie sometimes. You're that seventh-round draft pick, and you're comparing yourself to maybe the third overall pick as Gerald McCoy. You can't do what he can do. There's different levels to everybody, and like Steve just said, you have to accept your role. Your role may be a lot less than the guy that got drafted before or after you, or possibly maybe an undrafted guy who has shined early on. Accept that and run your own race. And the last part is enjoy it, man. You've dreamed about being being in this moment take advantage of it seize that moment have a ton of fun while you're doing it but never take it for granted work every day
3: to feel as though I'm earning my spot in this building I don't have any advice for the, the players as far as being a player I would just say from a 30,000 foot perspective covering the game as long as they have it's like I've seen so many players get drafted in one spot and another player get drafted in the other spot. And by the end of the season, it's flipped. And the guy who was a sixth-round pick is starting at running back. The guy who was a third-round pick is not. I wouldn't let your draft status define you. So that's what you're saying, Jason. Like Everyone's different coming in, but I don't want to call out names, but I remember Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon were in the same draft class. And week one against Detroit, Trey Sermon, who was a second-round pick for the Niners, was inactive and then the sixth round pick elijah mitchell ran for 100 yards like, it's you can do it i see pacheco in the super bowl as a seventh round pick going out there and having carrying the load for the chiefs saying well 17 running backs were taken before him i know that's specific to the running back position but i wouldn't let that that one day or that one weekend define you and i think that's what brady said to will levis there i know you feel like it, you know you're a second round pick you got to prove all these things like that might be the best place for him tennessee yeah. Tannehill, watch for a year carry the torch, and now you're the starting quarterback in the NFL of a pretty good team. So don't let your draft status label or define you. I think that's important, and it's hard to really understand after the three-day process they've been through.
1: I also think, though, you don't want it to define you. But, I mean, look, I mean, it was Tom Brady meeting with those specific four individuals and those specific four individuals from a coverage standpoint, right? Are going to be looked at differently than the guy that we're not talking about right now. That w- we weren't talking about Brock Purdy a year ago at mm-hmm. this time at the table. I mean, I wasn't on every one of these shows, but I'm going to guess you guys didn't spend a lot of time dissecting. Brock Steve Purdy. was. Big I on mean, on Brock Steve Purdy. deep dives on everything, yeah. so that was. I was be joking. Understand. I just had, I had but, to be the guy. We but,
3: Brock Purdy week on our show, all Steve. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, those guys, but that's the thing. Those guys are going to be looked at differently in terms of coverage, in terms of whether it's realistic or not, what's expected of them, um, fairly or unfairly. And so I think, to Gerald's point, do more, but you don't have to do it all. And we are talking about, and you know the Panthers better than anybody, Steve. I was talking about them last hour in the sense that um, look at all the things that they did on a positive level with coaching changes quarterback changes so Bryce Young doesn't have to come in and be the guy that like you know is throwing for 350 yards again you know what I mean like you don't have to do it all but I think there's a different set of um a set of expectations on those guys, and that's hard. And I think, like, you want a great example. Look at Peyton Manning in his first year ever in the NFL, led the league in interceptions. Uh, It was statistically a a terrible year for him. And then look at who – the next year, the Colts, I think, were the the two-seed in the AFC, and he went to the Pro Bowl. After a year that statistically you looked at it and you would have gone, well, this doesn't work. Look at Jalen Hurts. It wasn't that big of a swing. But in year one, if you go back to Jalen Hurts in year one, in year two – there was that conversation of, like, is he going to be the guy? And then now look at Jalen Hurts, even a year. I mean, there were questions if Jalen was really going to be the guy. And then, you know, it was sort of this slow, steady progress. And look at him in year three. He goes to the Super Bowl. He gets this huge contract, which he should get.
5: And, and to your point, I would just add, as a rookie, understand you're not going to make the Hall of Fame in year one. It's a marathon. you got to take your time and um, – just understand, this is if you do this thing the right way, you can play this game for a long time. But in order to play it for a long time at the highest level, you got to do it the right way. And there's a difference in being a pro and being a professional. You got drafted, now you're professional, but you got to learn to be a pro. Mm-hmm. My first two years, I got injured, and it that weighed on me because mm-hmm. I had I was following in the footsteps of a Warren Sapp, mm-hmm. and I was the next coming of Warren Sapp. It's like no, there's one Warren Sapp. Mm. And it it weighed heavy on me. But then I made a decision, hey, listen, this is a a process. So just take it day by day. And year three, I made my first Pro Bowl. So guys need to – they come in and see all these names. And they sat down with Tom Brady. And I want to be Patrick Mahomes. And I want to be – you're not making the Hall of Fame this year. Like – (laughs)
3: It's a marathon. Stop trying to get there
4: right now. Can I I, quickly
3: ask, based on this picture behind Jason and Sarah of Brady... Post-retirement, Tom Brady, Jason, you played with Tom. Yeah. Did you see this as what he would be doing? Like, you know, he's going out of his way to talk to four quarterbacks on a weekend in May. Like, I, he doesn't need to be doing this. Are you, are you surprised, or this is what you expect?
4: I'm not surprised. I can't say I expected it. Tom, you feel like Tom has so many moving plates that he could be doing anything he possibly wants. But Tom in the locker room was just another guy. Like, mm. I can remember Edelman down there cracking on him of the jeans and the shoes that he has on as a 40-something-year-old man in our locker room and Tom will be laughing and joking with all of us. (laughs) So like, that's him. He wasn't this superstar that was in a locker room where it was just like, it was Tom up here and everybody else. So I definitely can see him having those conversations, wanting to give back what we're seeing from him really now in his retirement.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you
3: our next guest is ready to take a huge leap in his second nfl season in a wide open division He has never lost a game at home as a starting quarterback in either college or the NFL, and we are thrilled to have him in our home Mm. here. Please welcome Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter.
6: Desmond! What's up, Desmond? How's it going? Thank you all for having me.
3: Oh, it's great having you. I remember having you on before the draft, and now here we are a year later and change, and you're the man in Atlanta. You know, Lamar Jackson was out there as a free agent. Your organization said, nope, we're going with Desmond Ritter. There were multiple quarterbacks on the board at number eight in the draft. They said, nope, sticking with Desmond Ritter. Free agency, sticking with Desmond Ritter. How does it feel to know that not only you're the quarterback and leader of the team, but that your coach, your general manager, and your owner have your back and backed it up with their actions this offseason?
6: You know, it feels good, you know, knowing that, you know, that they have the trust in me, that they've seen the, that I've put in the work and the effort as long as everyone else um, to go out there and lead the team. So, you know, obviously throughout this offseason, you hear all the, the talks and everything, but you know, just knowing from them that they have my full trust and respect, um, that they know that I can go out here and lead our team, uh, you know, it means everything to me.
4: Yeah, there's been a ton going on in the offseason for your Atlanta Falcons. Made a ton of moves getting different guys in there. The biggest one might have been at the running back position. You guys drafting Bijan Robinson, already having Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Algier, CP, Cordero Patterson. What was your reaction when you learned that you guys were drafting Bijan Robinson? How do you think he can help you and this roster this year?
6: Yeah, obviously, you know, as an offense, you look for explosive plays and get them any way you can, whether that's to Drake, whether that's to Kyle, um, a guy like Jonu, Matt Collins, it doesn't matter. Uh, but then, you know, when you can just hand the ball off and give it to a guy like Tyler Algier or Bijan or CP um, and let them go, you know, it just makes my job a lot easier. Um, So, you know, when they drafted Bijan, I just knew that, you know, this offense has something to be explosive. Um, You know, we're able to go out there and, you know, whether it's in the run game, pass game, play action, doesn't matter. Uh, You know, we think that we're going to be pretty explosive.
1: Desmond, I want to go back to the way that Peter introduced you when he brought up that stat that you've never lost at home uh, in college or in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Because all the guys on the desk, when Peter said that, they all went, hmm. Like, I mean, it's sort of it's. It's an unusual and surprising stat. 2 and0 last year at home with the Falcons, 26 and0 in games played at Cincinnati in college. That's insane. Um, when you hear that stat, what do you attribute that incredible run to?
6: Yeah, obviously, you know, that, that's not a one-man stat. You know, that, that's a whole team stat as a whole. So, uh, you know, at Cincinnati, it wasn't just myself but everyone around there with me. And then, you know, that, that's not something that you, like, work towards or, you know, that, that just comes. It's something that, that builds uh, through culture of the program of the city. Um, you know, having your, your whole city behind you, building the, the stadium out, filling the fans. Um, you know, it's just something that comes along with, you know, a winning culture and what comes along with it. Um, so, you know, we're excited here in Atlanta, obviously, uh, for this upcoming season. You know, hopefully fill out Mercedes-Benz and get it packing.
2: Hey, Desmond, your first home game, 2023, week one, against Bryce Young and my Carolina Panthers. Uh, you <laughs> yes, saw sir. Bryce uh, in 2021 uh, when the Cincinnati played Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. Now that you are got to go against Bryce Young, you know that you guys are going to be a rival to years to come. What, what are you looking forward to and what do you see in Bryce uh, that you believe is going to be make him a great competitor for you?
6: Yeah, obviously he's a great player, um, you know, both on and off the field. He's a great person. Uh, he's just smart, you know. He he does, he does has the intangibles and then, you know, you talk about on the field stuff. He's just able to deliver every ball, you know, that there can be. Um, and then obviously the way he manages his game is great. And, you know, for us, obviously we get to see, the ch- see each other twice a year. Um, So, you know, it's going to be a fun matchup. Obviously, he's one up on me, so I got to get one back on him. Uh, We'll look to do that first week. Hey, Dez,
5: I know when you get drafted, one of the things you love to see is your teammates get drafted as well. And you always get excited to see where your teammate goes and to see them live out their dream. But if you guys do not land on the same team and you land on the opposite team, You always look forward to playing your teammate. I had a teammate in Sam Bradford who was a quarterback who got drafted. So I always look forward to the opportunity to play him. You have a teammate who you played with who's made a lot of noise in this league and Sauce Gardner. Have you guys kept in touch? Have y'all talked noise about week 13? Because this year you will have to face your boy Sauce. Has it been a little back and forth? Do you have that circle on the calendar? Like, how do how, how you think that week is going to go?
6: No, we stay in touch, but we know what it is as soon as we hit the field. You know, it's just strap it up and let's go. Um, But, no, you know, that's my good buddy, Ahmad. uh, You know, we've been through a lot together. um, And, obviously, you know, we saw we played each other last year in preseason. So, you know, we was talking here and there during practice and everything. uh, But, no, you know, when the lights come on, you know, it's going to be a fun one up there in New York.
3: All right, so you got that one week 13. You got the Panthers week one. I think viewers watching at home are looking at this offense that Jason laid out. And you've got Bijan Robinson, who has been described as You know, everything from the next Edron James to the next Matt Forte, whatever it is. And then you also have these towers at wide receiver in London. And then, of course, at tight end in Pitt. I think everyone's waiting to see this major. Do you think this Atlanta offense could be one of these explosive offenses where we're talking about the Falcons in the same breath as we talk about maybe the Chiefs? Some of these other big offenses that we saw this past season?
6: Yeah, like I said, however that comes, you know, we just want to be explosive. Um, like I said, whether it's in the run game, the pass game, whatever it may be, uh, obviously this, this is a game where you got to put points up on the board, and that's something that we want to do as an offense, um, all while taking care of the ball, controlling the game, um, just you know, doing what you have to do to go out there and win. So, uh, you know, from, from the Falcons offense, you know, we can just go out there and just, you know, play our hardest and, you know, just expect to be explosive.
3: I appreciate you saying that. I was hoping you'd come on the Good Morning Football show and just kind of say, yeah, we're going to be better than the Chiefs this year on offense. Like, what are we talking about? Look like, what we got. But no, okay, Desmond, you do your thing. I appreciate it. I wanted something. All right, it's good. Hey,
2: Desmond, uh, you know, you talk about all the offensive guys. I want you to talk about uh, one of the rookie guys that I know uh, you guys drafted, uh, Utah kid, um, Clark Phillips. How has he been doing in practice? Uh, you know, I know he's going against rookies. Uh, but now you guys are heading into veterans and rookies all integrated together. How's that been going for a young guy like him so far?
6: Yeah, obviously, we're, we're just about to start phase three today, o, uh, OTA. So, you know, to get against each other, offense versus defense. Um, other than that, you know, we've been kind of split O and D. Um, So obviously he's been in here, been lifting with us, been in meetings, obviously on the defensive side of the ball. Um, But, you know, after practice, you know, I go with the receivers and the receivers and DBs are working releases versus each other. Um, And you just kind of watch his technique and watch how he goes and watch how he learns. Um, You know, he's going to be a good player. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he does and what he has for us.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
1: OTAs are kicking off for almost every team this week. More than half of the league is starting today, so stick with NFL Network all week long for the latest. And it is now time, finally... For the lead block. block. Uh, The Niners are one of the many teams starting OTAs today. Quarterback Trey Lance stands to get most of the reps this offseason as Brock Purdy is recovering from the elbow injury he suffered in the NFC Championship game. This offseason, Lance hired Jeff Christensen, a private quarterback coach who also works with Patrick Mahomes. Now, he told The Athletic's Matt Burrows last week that Lance had a breakthrough moment while watching Mahomes work out. Here's the quote. I said, watch this. Watch what he does here. It was something I was telling him to do that he wasn't quite doing. And then he saw Patrick Mahomes apply it perfectly. And I think that visual buy-in, that mental buy-in helped him pass that mental hump. He just kept getting better. Over the last seven days, every day was a substantial jump. Well, a substantial jump, never a bad thing to hear in regards to your quarterback, but in light of such a small sample size from Trey Lance and given the fact that Brock Purdy has yet to throw this offseason, there remains some uncertainty at quarterback for San Francisco. So in the midst of that uncertainty, where do the Niners stand as contenders within the NFC? Gerald?
5: I mean, you can say they're contenders, but until they get some certainty at quarterback, I mean, who knows, man? Like, this... Certainty. This Trey Lance e- 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 experiment is like, you know, you can you can go out and show somebody something and say, hey, listen, this guy was watching um, Michael Jordan shoot the fadeaway, mm-hmm. and he went right, then he went left. Now watch how Michael Jordan goes right, then he goes left. Swish. See that? Now go do that. Okay. And as I watched him, he went right and he went left man, he he doesn't have Aaron Donald running at him. Like, it like, changes everything. And no the sample size that we've seen, <laughs> no, there is no certainty with the 49ers, and it's a toss-up of what's going to happen. And Austin Miko Ryans is the coordinator. Mm-hmm. The secondary is all up in the air. We don't know. Like, they always have unfortunate, untimely injuries. <laughs> like, it's just, no. Like, we don't know what's, up, what's going on with the 49ers. We don't know.
4: They're still contenders. And the reason I'm looking at them as contenders is, yeah, there's uncertainty at the quarterback position. We watched them be contenders last year going through three quarterbacks. It was Trey Lance and it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Then finally Brock Purdy got in there and they lost in the NFC Championship game, obviously to the Philadelphia Eagles while being injured at the quarterback position why they're still contenders is on the defensive side of the ball. You look at them last year where they ranked in major categories and the impact that they had in the game, that's what was huge for them, making plays. But it's the bolsas, it's the armsteads, it's those guys up front that set the tone for them. The first category at the very top of this list, points per game that are allowed. That is the biggest one. As a defense, if you don't let the other team score, you give yourself a chance to win that game. And Kyle Shanahan found a way last through all the quarterbacks to use the run game, to use short passes. George Kittle really taking off when Brock Purdy got in there. But it was the defensive side of the ball, and Robert Sala was the coordinator a few years ago. He leaves to go to the Jets to become their head coach. D'Amico Ryans takes over. Defense doesn't miss a beat. Now he's going to Houston. Steve Wilkes will now be stepping in, and I expect their defense to still be really good in the NFL and to be at the very top, a lot of it, because of what they have on the front seven and how to get after the quarterback and shut Down the run.
2: Well, I believe there'll be contenders as well. However, you do have the sense of uh, the the Seahawks. Right. They're gonna fight them. But just w- walk. I, I just wrote it out real quick. The NC West, why they're contenders? All you do is have to win the division, yeah. and you're in a race. 49ers, Seahawks, the Rams. What is the Rams offense up and down? You don't know. They barely before the draft didn't even have a punter on the team. Right. Or, or kicker I don't know which one it is but all I know is <laughs> when you question one you're in deep trouble right in <laughs> financial situation and then yep. the Arizona Cardinals with their quarterback situation with Kyler Murray. You got a call of duty that's coming out pretty soon, and then you have the A.C. injury <laughs> that he's going to deal with, and just got. there's a lot to balance, yeah. right? I Look, I just report. I just get the information. <laughs> oh, if you don't like it, <laughs> I can't help you Defend your that. Oklahoma man. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, man, what's your beef with Oklahoma quarterbacks?
5: You've been <laughs> taking a lot of shots today. Man, I don't discriminate. I'm an equal opportunist. Mm. Yeah, I said, what's your beef with Oklahoma quarterbacks? Nothing. I don't have like bit. I mean, well... Anyway, y'all only yeah, had yeah, three, <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking. About. Yeah, but we got two that's starting right now.
2: No, oh, so, um, but with Trey, <laughs> with Trey, Trey Lance, eight games. It's a sample size, and and that's exactly what you said. You cannot sit here and open a restaurant just because you make a good some some good biscuits mm-hmm. and, and and make some good bacon. That's not gonna result into having a franchise or having a a, a great restaurant. And I'm not really sure what and how when we use the third overall pick and use all the equity that the San Francisco 49ers used, it's hard to really say what Trey Lance is going to be. Just because you are watching greatness doesn't mean that that greatness is going to fall into your lap. And all of a sudden, because he's standing next to you, all of a sudden yeah. you're going to be great too. It's, underwear Olympics, you see a lot of things. <laughs> but like you said, when you get things coming at you and when the rubber meets the road and you're in that rush hour, and understanding you got to manage everything, it, it, it's tough, Here,
3: right? Here's the rub on it, though, right? Like the first year, had a thumb injury, mm, played most of I know. I know. You're saying that. Second year, broke his ankle, right? It's not so- his fault it's not his fault he was running a lot he had I think like 18 running rushing yeah. attempts in two games um, and the first game was in that pouring rain I, so we don't really know that said can we see that quote again from Jeff Christensen let me explain we see this quote and we just say oh well that was what was said Jeff Christensen is a private quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo and others but like this isn't coming from the Niners, and it's not coming from Lance. It's a private quarterback coach who has a business, who has... Th- so, yes, this this would obviously help him if Trey Lance is described this way and he saw these things, and after seven days... It- But this does no favors to Trey Lance, the individual. Like, you don't want this out there right now. If you're Trey Lance, you want this laying low. Let me go out there. Let me prove it on the field. And let me go and do this and light it up. And let's see Kyle Shanahan say the same things about me. Or let's see Brian Greasy say the same things about me. Because right now, I think Trey Lance... I don't think there was a trade market for Trey Lance this past draft. I think that there were reports, I think Ian had one, that said, they're not making calls. Who are calling it. Well, he wasn't traded. So what was that? What were the incoming calls? What were they offering? He's going to be entering a contract year. He's got to pick up the option next year. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the biggest year of Trey Lance's life, and yet you go back high school, was a three-star recruit. College played at North Dakota State. Only played in, I think, 13 games. There is no long resume. There is no evidence. So we've been hearing these things about Trey Lance. The only thing Trey Lance can do is to go and actually do it. So all this mm-hmm. talk and all this hyperbole—that's been his entire career, but it's never coming from him. He's never gonna be his draft status because it's not just all a third right. overall pick; it's
2: two first round picks on top. Yes, it, he's not going to change the direction of your franchise, and there's nothing wrong with that. He—he
3: he, how can you say that though, is so it too soon? early? He's to Twenty-three.
2: Tell how can I cannot. You know, after two years of being I mean, injured can, and not being out there? Like. Listen, this may come across very shrewd. I can watch film and I can tell you five minutes if a, if a young man can play okay. or not. Right? I'm not saying he can't play. But for two first-round draft picks, the 49ers see something at first. Just like when you hire. You don't really know what kind mm-hmm. of employee you're going to have until... That's six months after you realize, you go, hey, this is what he or she is capable or incapable of doing, and it's nothing wrong with it. But two first-round draft picks, he's not going to win you nine Super Bowls or seven Super Bowls tomorrow just because that's not who he is, and that's fine. He may just be a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and nothing wrong with that. But it's the two first-round draft picks that everybody is looking at, and why he probably wasn't traded is because the San Francisco 49ers want something in return that's more than prob- probably a third, mm-hmm. more than a fourth. They want multiple. They spent a lot of money to get him. And they want at least 20, I, I'm, I'm assuming probably 25, 35% return mm-hmm. on their investment. And anything below that, you know, and you could do the math, two first rounds, it's a lot. Yeah. And they and offered a little.
5: I just want to have like a... I, kind of a little pushback when y'all say contender because you said you got to, you know, start winning the division. Yeah. Winning your division doesn't make you a contender. It just gets you in the playoffs. Like the Bucks last year. They fought hard to win the division and get in the playoffs. Nobody thought the Bucs were contenders. They just got in the playoffs. So winning a division is cool. But we we played, you know, yeah, but you know, that's what I'm saying. We played the game. You knew every year, let's be realistic. Are we contenders? It's about six teams, six, maybe seven teams, where you like, all right, they really have a shot to beat anybody. You wouldn't put the 49ers. I I would not put the 49ers at this moment as a team I would put on that list if we had to put them versus these other six, they have a shot to beat the top teams. I just wouldn't I w- do that I with the would because
2: of the, I would because of the defense, yeah. because that defense gives you more and more opportunities, even if your offense is stalemating. You cannot ever get back. If your offense can't move the ball and your defense isn't very good, then you got two negatives. But if you got at least one positive, then that does give you opportunity. And the 49ers with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying that he helps them become world beaters, mm-hmm. but he's efficient. And with Kyle Shanahan, efficiency is something that they've been missing at the quarterback position when you compare it to how good the defense is. Yeah. So if you have that efficiency, smart, a guy who knows, a game manager, whether that they like that tag or not, a game manager is something that's great if you've Don't have a game manager. When you don't have a game manager, you start to realize, man, I sure would love a game manager today.
1: But how many times last season did you go, are they going to have a game manager when they went through their first quarterback and then their second Mm -hmm. quarterback and then their third quarterback? So all this, all the defending of Brock Purdy. I mean, we weren't talking about Brock Purdy a year. I mean, nobody. this is a team that's proven, even with uncertainty, like Mike Shanahan's come up with a way to – they were a game away from the Super Bowl.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring –